Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. What is up, my friend? You are going to have to, one, excuse my hoarseness today. The Ohio winter is is really putting me through it. So I'm sorry for the, the congested voice that you're getting today, but this was a message that's been sitting on my heart that I, I wanted to record it when it was fresh and when it felt right. And I come to you today, a few weeks after... Um, meeting up with a mentor of mine um, who typically is not in the Ohio area and came to Ohio for the first time and was able to meet up with a few of us podcasters and get together. Um, and it was an amazing experience. Um, but she said something that really struck me and kind of started this snowball effect for me that I know is not unique to just myself, right? I know that this is a message that's going to hit home for you too. Because listen, we've been doing this for two and a half years now, if you've been here from the beginning, almost three years this coming May, right? And that's crazy to think about. But it's also so natural at this point to know that this is going to connect with you. I can confidently say that to you today. So let me give you some background here. I have always been (laughs) the kind of person that in the moment knew what she wanted. I have. I, when I was little, I was convinced that I was going to be an Egyptologist. So random, right? I was fascinated with, with mummies and Egypt and and all of the traditions that they had and the mystery behind it all, I was convinced that I was going to be an Egyptologist. And I had zero doubt in my brain. Now, when I started to get older and watching my incredible aunt step into her passions and my family being a music family, I told myself, all right, I'm going to be on Broadway. (laughs) We've talked about this before too, right? I had a passion for telling stories and bringing stories to life. And I was convinced. I knew in my core that that's what I wanted. And look, we do that when we're little, right? We do that when we're little. And at some point, that dreaming starts to stop. It does, right? You, You start to get this idea in your head. And I don't know when it started for me, but I think it starts for everyone where you're like, okay, it's time to get real. It's time to get realistic. And it's time to settle almost, right? And we don't say it to ourselves necessarily in those words, but that's really what we're doing. At some point down the line, I stopped dreaming. 
I did. And that is not necessarily something that I think is required out of life. It's also not something that I'm necessarily proud of. But I think it's a natural way of thinking, right? I stepped into college and I was like, you know, I got to get a little bit more realistic with, with my life. Am I going to be the world's next leading Egyptologist? Is there a huge need for that? No, right? Am I going to be the next Broadway star? No. But we always need teachers. And although I was not incredibly passionate, to be perfectly honest with you, incredibly passionate about teaching, I was like, how can I get some of that, some of those things that I used to dream about in my everyday life? How can I get a taste of it in my everyday life? So I settled. I started studying teaching and still did my musical theater on the side, right? And after college is really when this roar in my gut started to get really uncomfortable. I'll be honest with you, my friend, that roar right now is so much louder than it was in college, than it was five years ago, than it was last year, than it was last month. It is starting to get so uncomfortable to ignore my want for more. Again, this is something that I know, I have zero doubt that you can relate to too. You want more. And that doesn't make you selfish. That doesn't make you ungrateful. I'm going to walk you through today some of the things that I have told myself and had to reframe along the way in order to make me feel like this roar that I have is not unrealistic. It's just rare. It's just rare. That roar that you have that whispering that soon turns into this little library voice that then turns into this screaming roar that you want more out of this life. It's not wrong. It's just rare. Hello, my friend. I just wanted to pop in really quickly and let you know that for the first time, the Kind Mind Co. is going to be hosting our first masterclass. Now, registration is open right freaking now. So go ahead and head to the link in the show notes if you are the type of woman that struggles to speak up. If you are struggling with this uncomfortable feeling of wanting more in your life and you have this fear of speaking up about it, this masterclass is for you. It will be hosted on January 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out all the details in the show notes, but get your booty down there to that link to get yourself in the room. I love you so much. Let's get back to the episode. To be honest with you, what I noticed for myself was that over the past couple of years, I have been trying to shove it down. 
I have been trying to shove this feeling down and pretend like it doesn't exist, shove it down until it disappears, and be okay with the mundane. I keep getting pulled back to the mundane aspects of life, telling myself that what I have is enough and that I should be grateful. I found myself in this really tricky shame cycle of who are you to say that what you have now isn't what you deserve? Who are you to say that what you have now isn't enough? And I found myself really ashamed of this feeling, ashamed of this this whisper-turned-scream that I was trying to shove down. I was ashamed of it. I thought that meant that I was ungrateful for what I have been provided and the opportunities I've been given. I was really, really struggling with this idea that I could be grateful for what I have and want something more or different for myself. As you hopefully know by now, if you've been listening to the Kind Mind Project for a while, you know that we love to live in the world of and, right? Good old-fashioned dialectics are our friend. You can be grateful for what you have and want something freaking more or different out of your life. That is not a shameful want. In fact, my friend, that is a beautiful gift. But here's the hang up. Not everyone is going to get it. Not everyone is going to understand this roar that's boiling inside of you. It's not your job. Listen closely. It is not your job to change them. It's not your job to change their minds about your roar. Not everyone is going to understand Not everyone is going to understand it in the words that you do or the ways that you do. Not everyone is going to feel the benefit of listening to this roar the way that you will. To be honest with you, at the very beginning of this whole listening to the whisper journey for myself, a lot of people didn't understand A lot of people didn't get, why, Emily, are you working long after your nine to five, long after your day job to do this thing that you don't even know what it looks like? Why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you taking time away from your family, away from your friends? Not everyone is going to understand that. They may look at it in ways that you didn't intend for them to to look at it with, right? Or you didn't intend for them to feel. I hate to break it to you, but it's not your job to change their mind. It is your job for the people that are in your life that are going to be in your life until the day that you die. It is your job to help them understand in a way that they will see the benefit. Not that you do, 
Not all the reasons that you find it beneficial or that you have this wanting roar boiling. No. The ways that they will understand. Because I'll tell you the same thing that my mentor told me at happy hour the other night. She said, Emily, this roar is not going away no matter how much you try and shove it down. It's not going anywhere. You're not going to be able to shut it up the way that you're trying to. It's here to stay. So you're going to have to figure out how this gut feeling and the most important people in your life can coexist in a beneficial way. How can both of those things thrive at the same time? Shoving it down is not going to make it go away. It's only going to make you resentful. It's only going to make you feel all the shame in the world that it even exists. Shoving it down is not a delete button. Shoving it down is making it fight harder for you to listen. Hey, Honeyhead, guess what? Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. I personally have loved using Buzzsprout as my podcasting platform. And what they are doing for our Kind Mind listeners is if you start with Buzzsprout today, they are going to offer you a $20 Amazon gift card. How cool is that? So not only are you going to have a platform for podcasting that I promise you you'll fall in love with, but $20 in the bank that you didn't have before. So go check out the link in the show notes and get started with Buzzsprout today. And the two things that have really sort of hung me up the most have been one, this idea that I'm ungrateful, right? We've talked about this. The last thing that I want to be is ungrateful. So for a long time, I stayed in my lane. I stayed in my lane. I was like, this is what life is supposed to be. I am a grateful human being. And here I am taking exactly what I deserve. Not only did I not want to feel ungrateful or be perceived as ungrateful, but I also had this fear in the back of my mind of not knowing what the roar is asking me to do, what the roar looks like in practice, what the result is, what the end goal is. And that honestly friend, is a really hard thing to believe in so blindly when you don't even know what it is yet. Keyword, yet. When I sat with my mentor and she saw the doubt on my face, she was like, you know, you don't have to know what the end result is. 
you don't have to know what the finish line looks like because to be honest with you, you never arrive. You never arrive at that finish line. That finish line continues to change and morph and evolve into the life that you create for yourself. So no, you don't have to be certain of the end goal. You don't have to be certain of the exact picture that you're working towards. But I can promise you that this scream in the base of your gut is not going anywhere. You have to decide how you're going to respond to it. The more that you ignore, the more that you try to shove it down, the more resentful you will be. And I I can imagine a resentful version of myself because I have been before. And I bet you can probably make that picture clear for yourself too. When was the last time you were super resentful about something? And how did it affect the people around you? How did it affect your ability to do good work? How did it affect your relationships and the people that you care about? I imagine not too damn well. I don't know about you, but when I am super resentful, it shows. It shows. So if I'm going to to be the person that says, you know what, no, Roar, you're going to have to sit down and shut up because this is the lane that I'm supposed to be in. And months down the ride, I know I'm going to be super resentful of you and resentful of myself for not listening. But what are the effects of that? Honestly, what are the effects of that? Well, it's going to affect my relationships. It's going to affect my ability to do good work. It's going to affect the people around me in ways that I know you don't want it to. So how is your listening of this want doing other people in your life a a serious service? How is it benefiting them? If that is the reframe that we need to take there to get us to listen, to wake up and finally freaking listen, great, we can do that. And then let's go back to that little kid of ours. I want you to get a clear picture of her in your mind and what she used to dream of doing. I don't know about you, but I have an immediate picture that comes to my brain. That little Emily had dreams on her heart. And you know, she still does. She tries to get them to shut up and get realistic and calm down. But friend, you know what you want. You know what you want. And that knowing, that deep sense of knowing is your gut trying to get you to listen. You've put on the mute button. I get it. I have too. But you know what you want. So what's it going to be? A life of resentment and stifling down and minimizing. Or a life of growth and expansion and connection and 
all kinds of possibility that you didn't even know what it could look like. But someday you step further and you're like, oh man, this is what it was all leading towards. This is what my gut was trying to get me through and get me onto. We have no idea what those possibilities are. And I think that's honestly a beautiful thing. Friend, I do not want you sitting in this discomfort. It is starting for myself and I imagine for you too, if you've been trying to fight this roar for a while, it is starting to get so damn uncomfortable that we have to listen. It's time to listen. I hope you give yourself some time today to sit down with that gut of yours and start to unpack it. It's probably going to be pretty dense down there. You've been shoving it down for a while. So it's going to take some unpacking. But get back to the girl that used to dream. The girl that used to have big ideas. The girl that without evidence or certainty or a shadow of a doubt said, hey, I am going to be an Egyptologist. I am going to go study the, the mummies in Egypt and I didn't have a doubt in my mind. Whatever that was for you, get back to her. Because even if the picture down the road is not exactly like the picture that you are, are framing now, does not mean it's wrong. It just means that it was listened to. I don't know about you, but I want to live a life where my gut has been listened to. Instead of a life where I am highly uncomfortable at the stifling I've been doing. And if you need to, there's a community, a free Facebook community that is waiting for you. I created this uh, about a month ago now, and I'm hoping that this will turn into the space where we can start to listen to that roar together. So again, go check out the show notes, jump into that Facebook group for free, and get in touch with fellow honeyheads that are looking for not only connection, but like-minded women that are, are struggling to listen to their roar are struggling to not stuff it down and and want to be in community in the process. So go ahead on over there. And in the meantime, I will talk to you very soon. I love you so much. Stay kind. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this freaking weirdo in your growth journey. If you connected with today's episode, I would love to hear about it. So slide on over into my Instagram DMs at Emily and the kind mind and let a girl know. Okay. But until then, I will talk to you very soon. I love you so much and you stay kind to that freaking mind. <laughs>